Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hello, traders, and welcome to Magnificent Tuesday. Today, I'm going to talk about trading systems and their efficiency. I believe that in a previous podcast, I've discussed how to modify a trading system. Right, so the dilemma that every single trader goes through is whether he should toss his trading system because it does not work anymore, or he continues to trade it, hoping that he's going through a drawdown, and hopefully this drawdown will, will result in a new high of a system. Unfortunately, I don't have a specific answer how to address it because every system would be different so some systems are efficient they will go through a drawdown some systems will become inefficient and you might have to toss them out so the way i modify a system if it if i don't think it works anymore and that is based on let's say a larger drawdown that i expected meaning that it's not does not coincide with the back testing that i've done or the drawdown is in a longer period then i have to make a decision and i wanted to tell you just because you back tested it doesn't mean that the current drawdown and with real money might not be a bit different it's different every single time so if your historical drawdown has been, for example, for three months, your current drawdown could be for four months. It could be that you've recovered you know, to a new high every two weeks. Now you just got only to break even. So a lot of things can happen and every system is different. And your challenge is really to decide where are you on the spectrum of efficiency. So when it comes to a system, a method, you change one variable at a time and you tweak it. But here's the problem with also with tweaking or over, you know, or, or changing the whole system. You're basically over optimizing it. And you you expect that the past result will start fitting the future. And this is where traders get into trouble. They try to over optimize every system way too frequently right so you have to do it slowly one variable at a time test it and implement it and again you have to decide because there is no easy answer for that whether you're in a drawdown 
or you have to toss the system. But here's an additional thought and an additional way for you to consider not tossing a system, but rather modifying one variable and adopting the system as well. Now, I'm fully aware that nobody has endless amounts of capital, and you cannot trade every single system out there that you develop, but it's absolutely fine to develop a number of systems because it's much easier to switch from one system to another rather than just take the whole thing and toss it out. If Because honestly, if you're, again, if, if you're going to toss out every system that goes through a drawdown and doesn't fall within your expectations, all you're going to do is just jump from one method to another method to another method, and essentially you will run out of capital. So you can adopt other methods to trade your capital. Maybe you can have a number of accounts. If you don't have capital to have a number of accounts, maybe you can divide your current capital to two accounts or something along those lines. And of course, you know, as a broker, we, we have no problem implementing a second account under your name if you want to divide the capital so you can trade two different methods. So for example, let's say that you make decisions that are based in the morning, right? So at 9.30 Eastern time, when the stock market opens, you also trade the Emini and you start trading. You see that it doesn't go that well or potentially doesn't meet your expectations. You think you can possibly get better entering the same thing at lunchtime. Now you have a lunchtime entry system and you have uh, a system that you enter in the morning. And over time, you can tell which one is more efficient. Based on volatility, you can trade between the two systems. It is better to trade between two systems that you developed with your logic, with some changed variables, as opposed to stop trading altogether a system because you think it's not working. Now, again, it might not work. The system might be obsolete, but it's up to you to determine based on certain criteria. If you have two systems that you start trading, maybe one of them will become more efficient than other, or you will realize that there is a certain volatility for the first system, and there's a certain market condition for the second system. If you have um, more capital, you can develop a third method. You can develop different methods for different markets. You can trade the crude oil one way, you can trade NASDAQ another way, you can trade the E-mini in a different way, you can trade the bonds in the fourth way. And every single one of them could have different variables. Now, clearly, as I mentioned, you can use one line of logic when you change a single variable for every single system, or you can write different systems for different markets. You could do that. But again, the danger that every single trader faces, and I know you're listening to this, and I know you're saying, yes, this is me, but this is everyone. This is everyone at every single point in time. Why do systems change? Because the market could have different volatility. Not only it could have different volatility at different times, it could be active during different hours. There were times that... I would say during the COVID 
market when we had in 2020, the market was volatile 24-7. There are periods that it's starting to be volatile only when it opens. Then there are periods that it's more volatile when it's closed. And throughout the day, before COVID, there were times that throughout the day it was I would, when the VIX, when the volatility index was very low, the ranges were very small. So you have, so when I say volatility changes, market structure changes. Clearly, markets can only go up and down, but the way they go, the way they go up and down, and the ranges that they use, that's what changes all the time, and that's our job as traders to adapt to. The market doesn't owe us anything. We need to see what it's doing, and based on that we go and approach it. And that's also the risk management plan. Risk management is not only cutting your losses short, but it's also having the ability to evaluate the markets. That's why traders that are dedicated to the markets always evaluate what's going on in the market. This is not, as I always say, this is not the type of job, whether you're part-time, full-time, you know, mini part-time, whatever you call it, this is not trading is not the kind of job that you can just trade and not do research it's very important to see what kind of volatility we're going through what kind of market structure we're going through and above all you don't have to trade through every single market you could say okay i have two systems this system trades during those conditions this system trading based on those conditions Let's say you don't have those conditions for either system. Well, guess what? You don't have to trade it. And then if the market condition comes back to whatever is that you're trading and you see that it's starting to work again, fine, you know, go back to the market. So you develop some sort of a, how shall I say it, a flexibility in your character. You develop... Um, the ability not to be rigid and fall in love with a certain method and saying this is the one that's going to make me rich right and this is the one that's going to make me money because the minute we do that with the back testing then we have too much expectations i'm going to take a break and just give you the legal disclaimer that there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading and past performance is not indicative of future results and trade, please, only risk capital. Don't put yourself at risk that you can't afford to. So this is what you do. Those are the kind of line, this is the line of thinking that you have to adapt to. The line of thinking is basically unflexible. I can develop different methods for the same markets, for different market conditions, or I develop different methods for different markets. There's tons of tons of variety or maybe you can have one method which is fine too i'm not here to tell you that you got to have a variety but you can have one method and you can say okay you know what i'm going to trade this methods on markets that have this kind of an environment so let's say the e-mini stop having that environment and the nasdaq futures have that environment you can trade that maybe it moved to the gold maybe it moved to the bonds recently as we speak there was a huge movement in a little bit of a less liquid market than the e-mini S&P, which is corn, and, but there was also cattle. Again, I'm not advising to trade it. I'm just pointing out that there are markets out there that are active, that could be more fulfilling for your method. So if some markets are way too volatile for your method because it uses very tight risk management, wait for those markets, look for them. So the key is really to be flexible 
and not fall in love with one method over another, thinking this is the one that's going to, again, you know, make me all the money. We all face this in the markets. And traders face it all the time. They say, okay, what kind of environment am I in? Does it suit my method? Above all, it could suit your method. But it also has to suit your personality, right? Your personality has a... I have a, a certain risk tolerance. You have a certain risk tolerance. It's also important to find your individual self in the market. Maybe it sounds a little bit poetic, but it's true because every single person can trade the markets in different ways. And the more I talk to successful traders, the more I read more, the more I read about successful traders, um, or I meet them and I discuss with them things, they give me different angles. You know, like some people say they don't like emotional trading. They just, it's just, they, they try to run away from it as much as they can. For some, emotions provides a set of risk management. They're saying, if I'm starting to be scared, that's my guide to get out. For some people, it's just fear and they regret doing that. So different people approach things in a different way. Me, for example, I cannot be like those people that say, you know, emotions always guide me. Sometimes, you know, the market volatility does certain things to nature and we react to it. So... This is not something that I developed yet as a strength, but I totally understand when people can trust themselves and saying, you know what, I'm in an environment that can. And maybe some people can develop that skill more than others. You have to trust that you will develop a skill that, or a set of skills when it comes to trading that you will trust. And so there is no universal truth in this business. Meaning that, you know, everybody, nobody can come in the morning and say, hey, I know the, how the market works. You knew how it works up until that point that you said that sentence. Going forward, we don't have a predictability tool. But again, the goal of this podcast, this specific one, was just to emphasize the point that when you, you develop a method, one, don't fold it and just throw it out. Changing one variable at a time. Or... Take the same system, develop a second one out of it, a third one out of it, a fourth one, and see which one suits you better, which one the market conditions would be better. You could have three that are obsolete and one that's amazing. You can have four that work. I cannot give you those answers to say which one it is. This is the challenging part. And why wouldn't it be challenging? Otherwise, everybody would do it. Everybody would become a trader, and the next day they'll make money if this game was easy, right? But it's not. This game is for thinkers, this game is for developers, this game, I mean, people who develop their mental skills, people who are learning from the markets, and obviously the fact that you're sitting here and listening to the podcast just says that you want to improve if you made it to the to the end of this podcast. It just, just tells you about your nature. I guarantee you 50% of the people who listen to this have dropped out already, and they're like, oh, I heard it. So that's it for now. Uh, I wish you a great week in trading. I welcome your business. I look forward to helping you. Go to our site, www.optimistfutures.com. Call us, 1-800-771-6748. If you're looking for a platform, just go for Optimist Flow. It's our um, white label platform, and it has all the functionalities you need, and it's free. So just a little plug for my company, and I hope that... 
we will earn your business through the efforts of this podcast and education. And if we don't, it's fine. You know, I wish you success in your trading wherever you are. I wish you a good week and I will see you on the next podcast. If you have ideas for me as far as podcasts, go to community.optimusfutures.com and share your thoughts about trading and request a certain topic that we can cover. Maybe we can maybe we covered it already or we'll make a new one again. Different angles, different things. Would love to help you guys. All the best. Have a great week. I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.